So it's five years for Jacob Hogard, the former Headley lead singer, in prison for being convicted of rape. There's a lot of people that will dispute the sentence. There's a lot of people that will wonder if there will be a chance that he doesn't serve all of those five years. And you're right to be skeptical, given some of what's happened in our justice system. Things that even happened this week that we've noticed. But a bigger question is, can somebody unlearn that kind of activity? And I'm not saying there shouldn't be crime and punishment. Of course there should be. But can someone unlearn that behavior? Can someone have that in them and then not have that in them, the potential to do that crime? It's an important conversation to have. So Sheba Siddiqui and I had it on Toronto Today on Friday. All right. Yesterday, we finally got the word on the sentencing for Jacob Hogard, a former member of the band Headley. Uh, and I assume he's a former. I don't think there's a music career in his future. And I don't say that sarcastically i don't think that there is and i don't know whether the band picks up somebody else gives a new name there's obviously brand damage and that's not the most obvious damage uh that has occurred here he gets five years um for rape he was convicted of rape and there's obviously another sexual assault allegation that will go to criminal proceedings against him and the woman um who first accused him of sexual assault has filed a civil suit i mean the judge believes believes the woman and looking at the evidence I do, too. Um, the, the quote is uh, his actions were, quote, manipulative and particularly degrading. What's weird, I want to bring, uh, of course, uh, Shiva Siddiqui in right now, is what's weird is yesterday it looked like for a while he would not get bail or he would get bail and he would not get bail. And late in the night, an Ontario appeals court judge heard the case and, and he got bail. But the bottom yeah. line is he'll go back to prison. I think we thought his sentence would start yesterday pending um, an appeal, but it won't. And this drags out even further, but he's going to get the five years. What's like, what would your reaction be to that, that number for a sentence? Uh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Okay. Uh, I think that, well, I mean, I know that they were aiming for six to seven years, I believe, which is, uh, more than usual in a case like this. Uh, so getting five years, here's my concern though. Mm. Now that he's going to appeal it, he is going to go back to jail, but I wonder how much of that five years he's actually going to do. Uh, that's what I'm curious about because it's when they say five years, it never actually ends up being five years, does it? It doesn't feel like it, and no, we just have doesn't. this very small L liberal parole system. It makes me think so much of Marco Musso. It's always the first name that comes mm. to mind to think. I'm not sure he got the proper sentence, but I sure know that serving less than half the sentence isn't right. I know it. I know it well, in my heart of hearts. In this case, though, Jacob Hogart isn't a billionaire Canadian family with ties to a lot of high people and high places in this province, unlike Marco Muzo's family. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much of that five years he does do. But I know that he, when it was read out in court, he went over, he hugged his wife, and he just looked her right in the eye and said, I'll see you soon, uh, before they took him away. So mm -hmm. yes, he is out on bail. Um, I am glad to hear this. I have been following this case very closely, all of them, mm -hmm. all of the cases against him. And uh, some of them were very difficult to hear. But this woman, it seems like she, uh, she, she's, I mean, she'll never recover from this. This five years is no, no amount of years of him being in jail will ever make up for what he did to her. 
but this is a start in him. Hopefully, do you think that he'll change? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I I want to I want to talk about that for sure. Let's hear um, the Crown Prosecutor in this case. She spoke on the front steps and and was so grateful that someone came forward, was willing to testify and see the process through because it's a really difficult process. It's a process, and I think that's systemic in discouraging women from doing so. Here's what Jill Whitkin said yesterday. Mr. Hogarth's conviction and sentence sends a message to the community that sexual violence will not be tolerated by our community, by anyone. So there's a 38-year-old man with a little girl um, and a, a new wife, and, and the wife, to the best of our knowledge, uh, hasn't left, hasn't departed. And I, I just wonder, I flash forward, Sheba, Jacob Hogard, let's say it's four, 15 years. What can a 53-year-old Jacob Hogard do in terms of a relationship with a, with a 20-year-old girl? Like, well, with a 20-year-old university student or college student or somebody in the workforce, what kind of relationship can they have? Can she forgive him? We forgive all the time. Mm -hmm. Sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, husbands, wives. Um, And I do wonder if if that behavior can be unlearned. I'm not a big believer that people are inherently good or inherently bad. Some are and some aren't. But we like to put people into buckets all the time and say, you're good and you're not. And I don't, but I also have no empathy for if they'd given him 15 years, I would have shrugged my shoulders and said, do the time. (laughs) I mean, like you're guilty and and you need to do this time here. And he would have got, by the way, living south of the border. He would have got that. Maybe, maybe 20 years he would have got for this. We're really soft on this stuff. And I don't like that we are. I think where there's smoke, there's fire, Greg. And I know a lot of people won't like me saying that, but there have been so many women that have come forward with such similar stories in hotel rooms of what this woman went through. Uh, and then there was, you know, one girl who was, when she was 12 years old, he was sending her, and for, 13 and 14, he was sending her inappropriate text messages. Right, exactly. Right? Uh, we don't know exactly the details of what happened there. I mean, it was proved that he, he nothing sexually, nothing inappropriate, I think, happened there. Or, uh, he didn't rape her. Uh, but the, leading up to that, the way he groomed her, all of the, we read all those text messages. So... This track record makes me feel like, I don't know, are you really going to learn anything from this? And I think two things are true. I want stiff sentences. I want punishment. I believe in, in, in punishment for crimes. I also think that some behaviors can be unlearned. I don't know that he's one of them, but I don't know that he's is not. The, but I think is you, sexual I, assault one of them? Yeah, I don't know, because I, I think you're right. What, 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 where, would I, where could I go as a man? And it sure isn't there. It sure isn't there. Um, but I, I'll tell you, living with somebody for two years, um, I had to defend myself from her like being physical with me. I've never said that on the air before, but I had to like calm her down, hold her, kind of push her back because she's coming at me. Just the stupidest fights, like nothing serious, no weapons, no nothing. No one's going to call the cops. But I'm like, wow, this is not something I've ever been involved in before or ever have been since where it gets remotely physical. You can stomp out of a room and you can... For two years, it was like this. Well, no, it, it, it just had three or four moments where it was like that, where it was like that, where there's like... And and I'm not... Look, you've known me a while. I, I don't think, uh, as much as we joke around, I don't think I, I, I or you would tolerate toxicity. I don't think we're toxic people. I'm just wondering. I do think you can... Here's what I'd say. I think you can teach men to stop being abusive. I think you can teach men to stop hitting women, but not at the expense of a prison sentence. He deserves this prison sentence. I just wonder, can you make a better man coming out of prison? And I think that's a fascinating question that I don't have an answer to.
I think he could I, become yeah, a better man, either. but I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. But like you said, like You know what though? He's got a 2-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um I I can imagine that maybe she might be the one to make him a better man. I don't know if Jill will, but maybe just having the daughter grow up and she's going to read all of this one day. She's going to read about all these accusations. She's going to know about this. So having just look her in the eye and have those conversations that might go into a man and make him and stir something. He's got to register as a sex offender for the next 20 oh. years, which takes him till the age of, of 58. Like, I don't think his life is over. I think the great question is, to what, to what point, this, the sentence is a sentence, now there's nothing anybody can do about it, unless there are more accusations and more convictions. But what kind of person can this be coming out of prison? Is he just the same guy and he's bitter and he got his career taken away and this and that? Or can he say, I can pour every, you know what, what, what being part of a family does. It changes you. You make sacrifices. You, you absolutely would do anything for them. So can he change who he is? I don't know. I don't know that he can, and I don't know that he can't. I just It's worth raising the question. Yeah, it is. And you're right. His wife has stood by him through court every single day she's been there. Uh, mm. And I, I don't know. She, now they have this child together. Uh, let's see what happens in five years with that as well. I think it would be very difficult for me to stand by a convicted sexual. Yeah. And I don't, bl- listen, I don't blame people for not hiring him. I wouldn't blame a woman f- in the future for not dating him. I wouldn't blame somebody who didn't want to live next to him. These are the prices you pay when, uh, you know, like nobody wants to go to a condo meeting like, an, oh, here's your new neighbor, Jan Gameshi. Nobody wants that. No, I don't blame people for not <laughs> wanting that. You, you laugh. I know you'd like to live next to his lawyer, but that's not the same thing, Sheba. That's oh, not that. Or live We're with best his friends. lawyer. I know. We're best Be, friends. BFFs forever and more Fs and Fs and Fs. 